Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Jenny, here we are again on Zoom, even though I was in L.A. and then you were in L.A. and we <sighs> overlapped for like, I think, 27 hours and we weren't able to see each other. <laughs> I know, man. Qué pena. Qué pena. Oh, so we I think tried that's the so hard. We really did. <laughs> we tried. I mean, I will say I feel like when people land in L.A. and it's not their fault. I think flakiness is just a it's just in the <laughs> air. I've never canceled more on people than when I go to LA. I'm like, oh, I can't drive for an hour and a half to go see you. What are you What are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Yeah, like I have a friend that's here from New York also. And like, I'm so exhausted. But he, he's like, I'm staying in Santa Monica, which for me is like a death sentence. And I'm like, <laughs> he's expecting me to stop by to see him. Today's the only day I can see him. I don't know how I'm going to do it, y'all. Well, you know, when Pray this episode me. comes out, we'll know if he's your friend still or not. I'm like, can't you come to the valley? God damn it, man. Well, you know, speaking of L.A., a place that has a bunch of like cities and places and and locations that have Spanish names pronounced in English. Look at this flawless transition into our theme for today. (laughs) Today, we're talking about Anglicisms, which is like a fancy ass word for words that are borrowed from English to another language. And in our case, we've, you know, been exposed to millions of English words we didn't know were English words in Spanish. No. Like, the the classic one is like, viva porub. You know what I mean? Yep, that's the best example for those who are wondering what the hell an Anglicism is. Because I, I don't know when you found out that viva porub came from Vic's Vapor Rub, but I... I remember standing in front, like I was at a CVS and my mom's like, Busca el viva poru. and I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to say that. I'm not going to ask this Bostonian woman at a CVS, like wh- where the, viva I don't know what the English version of Viva Porub is. And I look at Vic's Vapor Rub and it's almost as if I see the letters merging from Vic's Vapor Rub to Viva Porub, like slowly while like haunted music just starts surging. And it's just, it's like this. I think that every bilingual person goes through this moment. It's so funny because your story sounds like mine. It always starts at a CVS. Well, back <laughs> then it was an Ecadrog. Ecadrog. 
my it was through my dad though my dad called it viva porro he's like obsessed with that thing and it's weird because here's the thing you're talking about the bostonian lady at the cvs but for me it's like in miami everyone's saying shit the wrong way anyway Right. So, like, it's the opposite. If a Anglo individual shows up to a, a CVS Imas in the middle of Wachete, Miami, and asks for Vex Vapo Rub, they'll look at you like, ¿Qué? Right. Unless you say Viva Porru, then they'll be like, I say it, Viva Porru, and they'll take you to the right place. <laughs> you live in the one place where Viva Porru was the correct way of saying it. Like, in the dictionary in Miami, it's not Vex, it's Viva Porru. Oh, my husband like makes fun of me for saying viva poru and he's like eh, viva porub and i'm like the word is fucked anyway like are you kidding me i know i was saying shit wrong so it's like it's so embarrassing because when i went to the university of miami yes it's in miami but like it's mostly like non-latinos there studying with you and so you have like all these like really smart white people from like i don't know utah uh, whatever and they have this crazy vocabulary and i felt so just not the brightest because well, i would say you, shit wrong you shouldn't feel like you're not the brightest because anglicisms <sighs> which are this it's basically a a mix of words is something that is specific to when cultures mix anglicism isn't just in english like spanish used to borrow a bunch of words and it still borrows a bunch of words from arabic and it's now just become spanish like i don't know when like the, when the moors were in spain and um. they needed a word for like shirt they were like oh well let's just steal it from the from the arabic language and use blusa and now blusa is our word and that is the correct way of saying it in spanish so all the things that you say and we think are incorrect to say like the anglicisms those words that actually come from english but are like double agent spies that are hidden in like spanish accent but actually like they take off their their clothes and they're actually oh my god that, i don't know why i'm making a nudist joke about language but <laughs> they take off their clothes and they're actually in english or like english spies in spanish language that might be that is actually those words are correct like so many of those words that we find out are are originally english words are now mm -hmm. in the dictionary yeah it's nuts like brands are the easiest way of explaining this to someone that doesn't know what an anglicism is because it's like oh a, a brand made a word for their product that product was exported to latin america let's say and then the product's name just became the word for the thing, like yeah. Jeep. In Venezuela, would be like, like sometimes on the radio, they'd be like, hay un Jeep que se robaron de estilo Mitsubishi. What? So it's like the Jeep is like a SUV for, for Venezuelans. Yeah, 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 for them. It's like it's like a Nintendo. And Nintendo, uh -huh. you know, I'm sure all the abuelas looked cool as hell back in the 90s when it was a Nintendo. They but now correct. PlayStations are ni el Nintendo and everything's a Nintendo. Tamagotchis, Tamagotchis. <laughs> every little electronic device <laughs> is either it's a it's a Nintendo. They just were like, you know what? I'm not gonna even bother learning the rest of these. Why? Names. Why even bother? That's already that's already a lot of consonants <laughs> in one word. Nintendo, you know. And then like another one that I think is so funny that my grandma always used to say is like, "Ay que con quiere." Like what cornflakes which, do you which want? Which brand of cornflakes? But, but it's it's what she meant is like which brand of cereal do you want? Like that that word replaced the word for cereal, and cornflake yeah. just means cereal. I never heard my abuela utter the word cereal. No, mi abuela tampoco. Cornflake. 
Oh my god, it's so freaking true. Even even things that weren't actual cornflakes, like those sugary, nasty '90s diarrhea-inducing cereals from our youth. Oh my god, I love that stuff. <laughs> fucking fruity pebbles. Um, you know what? Which other brand I didn't know was a brand? I thought that was the word. I thought the word for tissue was Kleenex. Oh yeah. Again, it always happens at the CVS. I was at the CVS and I was like, Kleenex tissues. <gasps> It's the brand. It, it's all the Viva. It's like Viva Poru all over again with Kleenex is what happened to me. You know what's interesting, though? A lot of people, a lot of Americans in general say that, too, for tissue. That's true. Like, oh, can you pass me a Kleenex? It's not even the brand Kleenex. It's like a knockoff dollar store brand. But, they but they'll still Kleenex. call it Kleenex. You're right. With my abuela, I was, um, yo, my, one of my favorite ones, because she was obsessed with this, you know, pads, like period pads. She would call them Colti. And, you know, it took me a thousand years because I've been alive for that long because I'm a vampire <laughs> to realize Goti means Kotex, the brand Kotex. Oh, wow. But she'd be like, Goti, no te olvide a poner un Goti en tu maleta para la escuela in case, you know, in case I bled through and like it became a scene from The Shining. She was but obsessed I've... with me bringing pads to school. But that one I understand more because like, in Spanish, the the term for pad it's toalla sanitaria, okay, sanitary well that's, that's towel. Gross. It sounds like, like I'm wearing a, a giant beach towel in my in my bloomers. <laughs> pásame la toalla sanitaria. No, dude, pásame el coti. That's like so much better. Coti fast. It, no, it it still confuses men. They don't know what the fuck we're talking about. They think we're it talking about like, a snack, yeah. like a granola bar. <laughs> hey, do you have a coti? Men are like, oh, I wonder what those women are eating. Ooh, coti. It sounds cute and crunchy. <laughs> Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. So there's brands, right? But then there's the sort of world of sports, right? Oh, God. Okay, sports is like another world that is full of stolen English words. And I remember I, when I moved to Venezuela... I had been going to school in the States, right? So I learned how to write out the word baseball, B-A-S-E-B-A-L-L, baseball, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm in Spanish class in, in Venezuela and I write baseball on an essay and I get it back and it's crossed out and the teacher wrote B-E-I-S-B-O-L, baseball. Classic. And I'm like, dude, that is not how you spell baseball. It's base as in the bases and ball as in a ball. What you wrote here, B-E-I-S-B-O-L, that's not a word. And she's like, dude, that is the Spanish word for baseball. And I'm like, I do not believe you. And she took out a dictionary and she's like, it's fucking baseball. And I'm like, oh, baseball. oh my 
The legitimate word is just baseball, but written out in Spanish. What happened there, though? Because that's for so many other sports. Like, well, the one that confused the shit out of me was like soccer and football in, in American whatever sports. Yeah. And then, pero then in, in Latino culture, it's football, but that's soccer. You know what other, you know what other sport has a fucked up spelling? Like what? basketball as in basket, B-A-S-K-E-T, basket. Yes. Okay. In Spanish, it's called basquetbol and it's spelled B-A-S-Q-U-E-T-E-B-O-L. Oh, that's cute. Basquetbol. Pero coño, they didn't, like, so what happened? They just said, you know what, fuck it, let's just take from the English. We don't need to create our own. You know what I feel like it kind of is, and, and this is sort of like recurring for every word I, I've, i like, realized is a fake word, a fake English word <laughs> dressed up in Spanish, is that I think that it, it was just like a loan. The word already existed. It's almost like when you go to a friend's house and you're like, oh my God, I forgot my earrings. And she's like, just take my earrings. It's fine. Just wear them. It's fine. It's like, oh, I'm not going to drive all the way home to pick up my earrings to where I'm yeah, like, right, it's right in front of you. I'll just wear yeah. them. And it, it's kind of like that. It's like, it's just the word exists. So why not just change the spelling a little bit so you can read it and then it's it's yours. Yeah, that's so hilarious. Now, the, the words that are very, very like uh, not covert are any words related to the internet because all those words, all they did was add E-A-R at the end. Yes. Escanear, googlear. Emailiar, textiar, all of that stuff is like, yes, you are a terrible spy word. You're not even trying to look like you're Spanish. <laughs> you just added an E-A-R and that's it. But see, that that really makes sense because the advent of those words are, is so new. It's so recent that like people had to get with the lingo quickly and it already existed in English. So they were like, all right, let's just just slap something on and then like welcome it, you know? What's interesting is that when it comes to sports and the internet, it's it's global. So mm -hmm. it reaches people very quickly. It's global. Everyone sees it. So yeah. everyone's kind of using the same language in that sense. Everyone uses Gmail and watches the Olympics. So here we go. Hey. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Joanna, as you know, recently you blew my mind um, <laughs> with a food item. And I'm still in disbelief. Absolute disbelief. With beef day. <laughs> I'm actually upset. I'm upset. I'm really mad. I'm angry. I just can't believe you didn't like realize that beef day came from beefsteak. It like Absolutely. when I said it out loud, it felt like all your whole life flashed before your eyes. Bro. I was like, you know, Jenny, like beef day is a uh, anglicism. And you were like, no, it isn't. Yo. And you're like, anglicism for what? And I'm like, beef, beef steak, beef steak. Beef steak. You didn't connect it and seeing your face. I've just never heard like a white lady at a freaking Shoney's be like, oh my God, I'm going to order the beef steak. Like I've never, I don't know why I've never heard like. Right. I've never heard it said that way. So I never thought of beef steak in my life. Like an alien pretending to be a human would be like, oh, I'll order the beef steak. Like trying to, you know, because that's, <laughs> you know, for some reason, beef steak is it's bizarre, oh but that's God, how I, I hear steak in Venezuela. Viste. Une, Viste. Viste. And wait, didn't you say your grandma didn't say hamburguesa? Okay, so like when I would watch Saulo Gigante and there was those little kids that would show up and they had like this 
vocabulary that I was like, this is really weirding me out because I was a kid watching these kids with this perfect Spanish. And they'd be like, si, porque anoche mi mamá me hizo una hamburguesa. <laughs> and I was like, I wanted to punch them in the face. I was like, ew, kid, who says hamburguesa? Literally everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, okay, whatever. But in Miami, dude, my grandma, again, keep in mind, my grandma, my grandparents, all four of them, never learned English, despite living in the U.S. for, like, five decades. And so, my abuela only said, ambegue, like, Jenny quiere ambegue, quiere sandwiche. <laughs> like, she never said it the Spanish way. Jenny, you know what's ridiculous is, like, the amount of languages that went through. Because originally, that's a German word <laughs> that then English people were like, I'm going to borrow that word for this thick-ass sandwich. And then Spanish speakers were like, let me take this German word that English people stole and make it Spanish. I mean, that is just a clusterfuck. That is a clusterfuck there. That is like, I don't know, level eight Anglicism. Well, imagínate, again, being from Miami and so many people from the Caribbean that are freaking notorious for coming up with the most unique names. Oh, God. I My mind was also blown when I first saw In the Heights, the theatrical production. And now in the Heights coming out in theaters, the the main character's name is Usnavi. And they ask him, where did that come from? And he said, well, my, when my dad came to the States, he saw a Navy ship and it said U.S. Navy. And I was like, what? What is going on? Like, I just, I felt like a robot and then someone threw water on me. I'm like. <laughs> and like the same thing with. Usmail, U.S. male. Oh, my God. That's really bad. And it gets more and more. Like, it just gets way more intense. Like, there was one guy who I knew, and his name was Frankly. But instead of it being spelled the English way with a K, it was a C. So it almost makes you want to say Franzli. Yeah. But it's still pronounced Frankly. And it's because these this Cuban couple, when they came to the States, they had, like, friends, these American friends, and they kept saying the word Frankly, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's so common. Well, that's so weird that your name, like his name has a synonym. Like sincerely can also be his name. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> sincerely, sincerely. <laughs> but how would you, how would you say it in Spanish? Sincerely, sincerely. Sincerely. <laughs> um, I love when literal instructions become a word. Like this. So what I'm about to tell you is like not exactly a word, but like. Venezuelans use this this slang term of like echale pichon pichon, so echale pichon it means like dirty. It, it it does, but I I promise you it isn't. It's echale. Actually, my in laws every time I say I que echale pichon, they're like, oh my god, that sounds bad. Uh, I can like see it in my uh, um, father in law's eyes. So I hope he listens to this podcast so that he knows <laughs> he knows that I'm not saying a dirty word. Um, echale pichon. So in in a lot of Venezuelan towns, uh, this is like before there was running water, they had wells and the the machine or like whatever, the temporary well or the como que, the pump that they had, had the instructions push on on it. Like in order to get the water out, you have, oh to, you have to push on. And that's what it says on the God. instructions. So échale pichón came from échale push on. Push on pichón pichón. And it means like, like give it your all in something because they had to give it their all to get water out of a of this well 
what the hell so push on became a word for like Bicha. you know uh, grit <laughs> in in venezuela mira eso and i know i brought this up in another episode but another mind-blowing thing for you know there's like 17 words for the word popcorn in latin america we can't get like the un should probably figure this out but they haven't but in venezuela we say cotufa and that comes from the instructions on the packet that like told people to to like fry it like corn to fry became oh cotufa it would honestly if, if it's on the packaging cotufa. and you and you're like i guess this is corn to fry and i can't pronounce it cotufa and then it, that's it the rest is history. It, it, you know what's one word that I absolutely mm-hmm. prefer in with the Spanish? Uh, what? what? So I didn't know this, that the way we say whiskey is just whiskey with a G. And I whiskey. just... Whiskey. Pasame el whiskey. And it wasn't until like later on in my life that I realized this is like a Scottish liquor. Like, this is no way Venezuelan. Venezuelans actually consume, I think, per capita the most amount of whiskey in the world. That's a fun fact. Oh. So for me, whiskey was like vet, like synonymous to Venezuela. So for me, whiskey was like the secondary word. It was first with a G, whiskey. And we sometimes <laughs> say Wisconsin, like a Wisconsin. I am Wisconsin. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because all of these anglicisms that have to do with food sound tastier than the, the actual English version. I mean, think about it. Hamburger, hamburger, sandwich, sandwich. It sounds like I'm talking about a witch who lives in the sand dunes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, at least sanduche is like sanduche. It took me a while to get the spelling right, actually. I remember as a kid, I would always spell sandwich without the D for the longest time. And then when someone said, no, there's a D in there. I'm like, why? Sand? <laughs> Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I kind of love these words. I think they're really interesting <laughs> and fun, and they just show that culture isn't something that is sort of separate from others. We're so immersed in each other's culture. And like right now in Japan, Japan has a lot of Anglicisms. They use a lot of English words. And there's mm. a lot of discussion about how that is sort of fraying at the you know, the fabric of Japanese culture and Japanese language. And, you know, a lot of people, younger people are like, no, we're making it our own. We're taking English words and making it our own. And some English words that they use, they've like sort of added a different spin on it. And English also has taken a bunch of words from a bunch of different places. I mean, a bon appetit, you know, they they also use like, este, yeah, mm. bon appetit. I love that all the words taken from French are like food related and and then also cliche, which is, you know, perfect. So it isn't like just an English and Spanish thing. This is like a world thing. You know what I mean? And and, yeah. and there's no stopping it. 
I feel. And there's so many people saying like, oh, this is an erasure of our culture. I don't know. I think it's just how language works. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's ever changing. You know, like ages ago, the Internet didn't exist. Right. So you have to keep coming up with new words. It's just how it is. And now that the Internet exists, now we make up new words all the time. So like. I don't want to ignore the fact that there's a bunch of Spanish words that English has taken out on loan and has not returned. I want to share my word that is actually a Spanish word that that is just straight up stole. What is more American than slapping on a hamburger and a hot dog on a sizzling grill and having a yourself a barbecue? The word barbecue comes from the Spanish word barbacoa. And I'd love to tell some like <laughs> xenophobic dude on his 4th of July barbecue telling him that Mexicans should get out of his country that the word that he's using for his grill is actually Spanish. Also, he's from Montana, which means mountain. So there you go. Well, bam. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, which I didn't know until recently, um... Is the word breeze. Breeze from... It comes from brisa. Ooh. You know what I feel? That makes total sense. That th makes total sense. Because think about the English. They, they have straight up like wind and like bad weather. They never have like a really nice welcomed wind, which is what a breeze is. So why yes. would they have a word for something they've never experienced? Because <laughs> they just want to talk about the disastrous types of things. <laughs> Yeah, you don't see you, you. How weird does this sound? Oh, what a lovely breeze! No, they're like, oh, yeah, the wind is like the is making my umbrella fall all over the place. You know what I mean? That was my terrible British. British. What a terrible predicament I'm in with my umbrella. <laughs> yeah, they they don't have like pleasant wind, so they just never needed breeze until until Latin America was like, ay, acá la brisa es divina, mi amor. La brisa. Yeah, I had no idea that the, the English folk stole it from Spanish. There's like also there's just like so many too, like cargo oh, yeah. and patio and like ranch and canyon and tornado and cockroach. all of these things. Cockroach, la cucaracha. It's you know, I think it it shows us that when your grandma said ambegue she was just part of an ever-changing etymology of language. And speaking Hebrew, apparently. It sounds bizarre, it. dude. I don't know how you well, do that. I don't know. It's <laughs> You say you have a bad accent in Spanish, and it is probably the most perfect Cuban what? accent I've ever heard in my life. Okay, yeah, perfect for Cuban accent. That's why when I go on Spanish language auditions... I'm like, y'all are not going to cast my Cuban ass. I have to say that, like, it is really nice for me to have a little change because I I live with a Colombian. And for me, for Colombians, my Spanish is atrocious. It's like, it's like, ¿Cómo está? Your Spanish. ¿Qué eso? Oh, man. ¿Qué eso? They're like, ¿Qué es eso? And now with you, you think my Spanish is fancy. And that is just, that's weird to me. I feel like that's, I feel like, oh my God, I feel like a bell at the ball because my Spanish just, is not fancy. Well, I know never to speak Spanish in front of your husband. No, pues la verdad es que, es que el acento colombiano es muy correcto, pues. ¿Qué quieres que te diga? No. 
So I actually have a confession, which is I used to judge people that used like weird words like llámame para atrás and ah, voy a parquear y mi tiquete because I'm like, oh my God, that's not real Spanish. You're not using real Spanish words. But then here I am <laughs> using literally all the words we talked about today. Baseball, you know what I mean? And it's like, how yeah. I can't be this hypocritical. I can't be shitting on my Dominican friend for saying the most like the most ridiculous word I've ever heard. And then me going around saying, Ay, me, I'm, la, la jeep. like, we all use it. <laughs> we all do even it. Even when we don't realize it. No, it's true. I'm sure people that tend to, you know, hate on anglicisms and Spanglish use it without even realizing because there's a lot that we, I, again, I'm genuinely mind blown by some of these. Um, and it's, it's just, it's just natural. I'm very go with the flow about this shit. If someone, tomorrow you tell me, that now bananas are going to be called, I don't know, bing bongs. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'll have a bing bong smoothie, I guess. Like, I'm just like, fuck it, you know? And I think maybe it's because I grew up heavily with the internet and meme culture and e-bombs world and like online gaming and all that, mm -hmm. where a lot of words were just invented. So I'm all about it. I'm all about made up words for that reason. And it's so much easier now because uh, like before it was like the guy that made up the word dude had to wait like years for it to get to, you know, I don't know, Florida from California. I don't know where that guy was from. I don't know. Who knows? But now someone just posts a funny meme and that and it becomes viral. And now it's a word. And everyone, especially on TikTok and like, you know, all these social media platforms, it just spreads like wildfire mm -hmm. and it's fun. Yeah. It's like the matrix. It's like, yeah. I feel like when we realize what these words the the origin of these words it's literally like the <laughs> matrix we take a pill and we see that the reality behind it and it's like oh my god this was a world i never knew existed <laughs> uh, all right jenny uh i need to Ooh. go back to work and also i need to let me see if i can use some of these words and also i need to sacar el biste from the frigidaire and later have un whiskey Cool. That's it. That's all I can do. That was exhausting. <laughs> and I am going to prepare my lonche and clean el garaje. Nailed it. Cuando tengo un chancecito. Oh, chancecito. That's a good one. You ended on a good one. Chance is not a Spanish word. And I'll leave you all with that. I'll leave you all with that. You may pick up your jaws after the end of this recording. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.